Hello and welcome to the 26th episode of Friend Request. I am Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media. And I'm Colin Detmar from Scanline Media. So we're doing something a little bit different than this week. Uh, with all the news surrounding Catherine full body and just interrogating some of Atlas's previous treatment of trans women in general, we decided we would kind of discuss... We decided we would take a look at uh, some of the characters Atlas has made, some of the other characters other developers have made, and talk about why it's kind of a problem the way that a lot of games treat trans women. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like we've been watching parts of the industry do better and better, and parts of it not and i'm going to just like up front we have four char- four characters in mind that we're going to specifically address we'll see if if more come up all of the characters we're going to address were created by japanese studios mhm and i don't think that's a coincidence yeah it's i think it's largely because they're one of the few regions that are willing to talk about us more aside from just flat out the flat-out jokes that lots of American media use, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that they do it well. They they seem to create characters that are meant to be empathetic, but the stories aren't exactly empathetic to their transness in general. Mm-hmm. And it's and a lot of across a lot of a lot of queer issues. Uh, Japan kind of has a. a well-established, like, decades-old trend of using them for comedy. And so they got out in front and they were doing queer characters sooner than a lot of Western media was. But then we're now trying... I feel like in the West we're doing a better job of, of trying to treat people like people. And they've already fallen into this form of treating them as jokes. And it's kind of hard, it seems, for them to escape it. Yeah, we've had a few prominent games where there are trans women treated with respect, like uh, Watch Dogs 2, the mayor is a trans woman, and she's handled excellently. And uh, though there's still an issue, largely with AAA, both covering this topic and hiring trans actors to play trans characters, you definitely see an attempt to get better. And I feel like you almost see with some of these games we're about to talk about an intent to do right by the characters, but not necessarily the actual queerness itself. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing, some of these characters, if you talk to the people who made the game or the people who manage the wikis, the characters aren't actually quote-unquote trans, but that's kind of a false hole to fall in because they're clearly written with several trans traits in mind, and it's clearly them taking their own kind of dig or elbow regarding queerness in general. Yeah, it's... it's We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. It's... It's... It's a mess. <sighs> So should we start with Chihiro, or...? Sure, sure, go ahead. Okay, so Chihiro uh, Fujisaki 
is a character from Danganronpa 1, and she's portrayed as the ultimate programmer, sort of like the hacker in the group, very mousy, very shy, breaks down a lot because people are mean to them and they don't really know how to stand up against that too well. You kind of see them making an effort to get better, like at some point they start going to the gym or planning to go to the gym and uh, they're trying to toughen up because of the people all around them and the dire situation that they're in, but um, in the middle of all this you end up finding out that you end up finding Chihiro dead with near one of the locker rooms. I guess I should say that there's going to be slight Danganronpa spoilers here, but I'm not going to be spoiling anything incredibly major. So over the course of your investigation, you find out... Well, the, the game decides... Danganronpa is a series where they kind of pride themselves on their twists and turns. Like, every case has like five or six surprises in them to grab your attention and to turn the whole case over. Along the course of the case, you find out that Chihiro was a man at birth, or AMAB, or designated male at birth, and basically from their childhood, they were they were bullied in a whole lot because they were a they were presented as a feminine boy. And uh, in order to escape that bullying, the story goes that they started dressing in feminine clothing and presenting themselves as a woman. And uh, that also led to them being more insecure because they felt endangered if they ever mentioned this to anyone. And... Over time, it got to a point where Chihiro, during the events of Danganronpa, wants to talk to the classmates that they're close to in order to be like, okay, here's where I'm coming from, and at some point, if I get tougher, I would like to no longer present female, and I would like to present as male again. Thing is, the person that they go to, um, one of their very good friends, ends up panicking because of this revelation and beats them to death with a dumbbell and the game really really likes Chihiro like they're presented as this very innocent loving person and event at some point after they're dead they also appear as an AI that everyone really grows attached to and loves just as much as the original person but it's hard to it's hard to reconcile that with the way that this gets talked about like the way that it's revealed within the court cases everyone's faces change and they're like what she's actually a man and it's a and the cause of their death is straight up trans panic like that's what happens to a ton of real life trans women we get murdered or maimed or otherwise injured because people are shocked that we 
are trans. And I really love Danganronpa. I love Danganronpa 2. These games are very enjoyable, but... And I really, I really like Chihiro. They are, by themselves, a amazing character that I grew attached to. But they are stuck within a form that not only thinks trans panic is an acceptable way to frame a murder, it's also a situation... Oh, and they also don't call it trans panic. They, they've... The way that they frame the character's reaction to this quote-unquote quote unquote revelation is, oh, Monokuma was already getting me down through other stuff, so I wasn't ready for another change in my life or whatever. Which is a real cop-out in some ways. Yeah. And despite this being a very good character, just like someone that you can grow attached to, the creators clearly didn't care about what they... The, the creators clearly misstepped and had some grudges against trans women, I believe. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way that they go out of their way to also say, Oh no, wait, Shihiro actually wants to be male too. They just started dressing this way so they could not be bullied. And it's really frustrating. I, I came into... I can't, just like uh, another character we're going to be talking about soon, I came into contact with this character when I was closeted and needed some reinforcements that I couldn't really see myself in other media. And Chihiro came along, and even though it kind of stabbed daggers into my heart because of how terribly handled it is, it was one of the few times where I got to see something that, or see someone that approached how I feel about myself in real life and yeah so this is one of the situations where like so I I saw an LP uh, screenshot LP of Danganronpa 1 a long time ago um but like I guess the question I would have is um like should we treat Chihiro as like as gender fluid um or like what what do you think because like it, you wonder how much weight to give to the fact like the entire character was created by this by the, this team, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, like, it's hard to know what you can and can't ignore of what they said, and they do, like, give Chihiro the outstated, like, I, I would prefer to present as male. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to see them as uh, gender fluid. And I think it's certainly better than the way that they phrase it within the game itself. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Gender fluid seems like a pretty good way to describe what to describe who Chihiro is. There's another instance, actually, of it being kind of complicated, I guess, um, which is one that I hadn't planned to bring up, um, but it's actually uh, uh, Mai Natsume, which is her alias. Her 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 true name is Mai Hazuki from uh, Blaze Blue, who is a character... So I want to real quick shout out to the blaze blue fighting games which um so blaze blue has fighting games and then it also has some like mangas and visual novels and stuff that are made by different people you know they outsource those the blaze blue fighting games made by uh arxis are super cool to my my presents as as a woman is treated as a woman there's never like you would have zero clue 
that Maya is trans from the games. The fighting games, that is. But if you look into the uh, light novel, the manga, I think, um, that she comes from, it gets kind of problematic pretty quick because uh, Mai was uh, born male and does not willingly transition. Oh. Mai finds a magical artifact that like basically it's like oh your fam her uh her family is like you have to use this to uh to you know like because it's a powerful magical artifact and our family needs to be strong so you need to take this and using it turns her into a girl permanently and she's really not happy about it um and a lot of a lot of the the manga is her coming to terms with that and in the end she does and she realizes that she's happier than she ever was as as a man but like the fact that she doesn't get to choose there gets to makes it really uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And it's just another one of these issues as of like the way games write this stuff. It's not as simple as like my is this trans woman that like the games either respects her choice or doesn't. It's like, no, because of the way you wrote this and weird magical bullshit, there's this element of non-consensual in here. That's really bad. Yeah. Really bad. And I noticed that the um the wiki for Blaze Blue puts the original name first in terms of their categorization. Um that's that's not that's not uh, a change in her name, that's just an alias um like Oh, okay. I, I believe the way I believe the way it works is like Minatsumi is the name she uses on missions, I think is how it works. It's I don't think she changed her name. Maybe I'm misunderstanding cuz I I never I never read the manga cuz I don't want to after what I know about it. Um and also it'd be hard because of that stuff I don't think was ever properly translated. Um but in the games in the game she's generally referred to as Mai Natsume. Okay. I don't know exactly the 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 history of of her name, but should we get, switch over to the other art example of arc system works talking about uh Trans yeah. or transgression characters? Yeah, I guess we should. So the uh, that's um, Mai is a more modern example, and like as I say, I think I think Arxis is part of it. They did a great job with her. Um, the the manga she came from, not as much. Um, but there's an older character from Guilty Gear by the name of Bridget. Um, and Bridget is not trans i don't think i mean like there's there's not much like bridget is male and like never there's never really much suggestion that bridget would prefer to be female or presents as female or anything except for the fact that bridget cross dresses um and the fact that other characters sometimes react to bridget as though he were female because they don't you know because they have expectations and those expectations are incorrect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the way that they frame it in the background lore is he was one of two twins that were, that was born in a town where having two twins of the same gender was considered bad luck. So he was raised in a feminine way, but whenever he's talking to other people or just going about things in general, the big joke that seems to be part of the series is 
oh yeah, they're this positive, upbeat character, and they, and he's really into what he he does. But uh, all the other characters, well, several of the other characters kind of freak out once they find out that, he, that he's a guy and he identifies as a guy. Mm-hmm. And like, and and like, there has there in one of the games, Bridget's like, you know, it's a it's a fighting game, so they have usually pretty bad motivations. But I do think feeling a need to prove your masculinity is kind of a, a special low. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like, it's not, it's not the worst. It's not good. And I think the nice thing, the thing that, that makes me like, one of the things that makes me like Arxis is the fact that they've done all this, like Guilty Gear has gone through this big revival with Exert and, and the expansions to Exert. And as soon as Exert was announced, people are like, where's Bridget? Add Bridget. They have done two more expansions to Exert. They're up to Exert Revelator 2 now. Bridget is still not in the game. Bridget still does not have any cameos in the story. Bridget seems like he's not coming back. And I don't think it's because they dislike the character, but I think it's just like, if I'm, maybe I'm just giving them a little too much credit, but it seems like. Arxis, Arxis has the very reasonable thought process of like, you know, when we made this character a long time ago, it was, it was this fun thing. And now it's, you know, 2017 or 2015, I think when Exert came out and this character is really not okay anymore and we're not going to do it. Yeah. And that's especially exacerbated by the community, I think. Yeah. Like, um... In this particular, um, there are a lot of jerks online right now, and mm-hmm. if a character like Bridget was revived and put in another game, he would be used by fans to attack trans women. Like, mm-hmm. there's a wiki called um, Anime Trap Database or something like that, and Trap is a slur, like, straight up. Trap is a slur for trans women tricking people. And Mm -hmm. it's this really transphobic idea that because we are living as women, we have to either disclose that we were, that we're trans or we can face people that freak out or treat us like we're horrific because we didn't say anything beforehand. And, uh, especially with the recent news about, um, the Catherine remake, like we mentioned before, that sort of rhetoric has been dialed up to 11, and it's really frustrating to see this this straight-up slur fly around the internet without any care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, that's a big part of why I wanted to, you know, you wanted to talk about uh, Chihiro, and I kind of wanted to turn it into this this bigger-themed episode, because it's... It's an issue I'm thinking about a lot lately. I'm, I know you are too. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, no, I don't just want to like dance around the issue. Like, video games are bad at this. They're frankly pretty bigoted a lot of the time. And like, the only way this gets better is if we kind of stare that in the face, you know? Totally. So, uh, I'd also like to use this opportunity to talk about a character that is actually even near and dear to my heart than Shihiro, uh, Nato Shiragane, who's the star of, well, one of the main characters of Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden, and all the other Persona spinoffs. A Persona 4 dancing game! 
they're in that too. But um, basically, Naoto is a... Naoto's like a genius detective. They are working with the police all the time, and they get roped into the investigation team's focus on the TV murders because the police are starting to get more and more involved, and since there's someone who also goes to high school, it's like, okay, you know what you're doing. Why don't you... Why don't you go get in there and investigate as well? And... Essentially, lots of the characters... The other characters... Eyeball them as male. Like, uh... Kanji... Get, starts to feel... Kanji isn't exactly treated well either in this game. And no. it's used... Naoto's, um male presentation or masculine presentation gets some gags from the game out of Kanji going, oh wait, why am I feeling so weird around this person? This person I see as a boy, why why am I feeling so weird? And eventually, just like everyone else, uh, Naoto gets thrown into the Midnight Channel and in order to rescue them, you go through Naoto's own TV version, which happens to be a sex change laboratory by way of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And um, at the t- at the time, just hearing about just hearing about this when I was, gosh, I think I was in high school when this game came out, or if I wasn't in high school, I was very young and very I had nothing like this in my periphery at all and at the time the whole sex change dungeon just felt like oh hey I don't see anything else talking about this in a way that feels empathetic to the character who's thinking about things this is kind of cool and in retrospect it's a horrible dungeon it's it's on par with the whole homophobic spa that kanji goes through Mm -hmm. and eventually just like all the other characters naoto comes to term with uh comes to terms with their shadow self says oh yeah this feelings about my gender insecurity is part of me and the i want to be taken seriously by society so i dress in a male leading way to move ahead in life and to mm-hmm. be respected by, by my peers. And like whatever, like, I don't know, I've seen some people on either side of this, but whatever you think, the scene of like this fucking white cis dude talking down someone from like, no, you're not actually trans, get over it, is so bad actually. Yeah, and it actually gets worse after the dungeon because... The arc, especially the extended arc within Persona 4 Golden, is if you want to romance Naoto, you slowly convince them into thinking that they're happier as presenting feminine, and what they really want is to just be a woman and wear dresses and stuff. Well, actually, you don't have to do that. Well, I said it if you were trying to right, you use can them as romance, a romance you can, line. You can, you can romance Naoto and not tell them to be more feminine. 
Oh, you can? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's good then. Yep, yep. But the option to do the other thing and that's still being treated is as... bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bad. So whenever Naoto comes up within discussions, it's always a situation where it's like, this character means a lot to me. Like, I've I've always tried to play as them in Persona for the fighting game, and for a while most of my electronic devices all had Naoto backgrounds. I had a phone case at one point with the character, and I still have a lot of affection for them. It's just one of those situations where, as I've gotten older and wiser, and I've had trans works made by trans people surrounding me, it's a, it's been this slow realization that I can still like this character, but at some point I need to come to terms with the fact that this media I once loved so much didn't feel the same way about this character and in fact mistreated them. Or at least the way that they had things play out was from an inherently transphobic perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's really difficult to do. You have to balance this line between... I can still appreciate a work, but I also need to... There's also a part of my brain that needs to come to grips with this is an imperfect situation and it should be talked about why it's imperfect. So in the future, hopefully, at some point, we'll have JRPGs with trans women, trans men, non-binary characters, genderqueer characters, where... They're treated respectfully from beginning to end. Yeah. And I guess that brings us to, uh, as, as I, Erica Anderson from Catherine, who is probably treated the re- least respectfully of all of these. Um, and I guess it's a, it's close between her and Chihiro, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty close, considering the whole scene where people are yelling about Chihiro's gender in a courtroom. <laughs> and also, uh, Erica has some has some bad stuff happen, but Erica doesn't get murdered for being trans. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I think Chihiro is probably worse, but Erica is pretty bad. So Erica is the waitress at the bar that a lot of the game is set at and also uh childhood friends with the main character and his group of friends. Um and it's sort of throughout the game, every a lot of the characters, especially like Vincent and his friends, are weirdly like rude and snippy to her in a way that doesn't at first make any sense. They're just kind of randomly assholes to her. Um, and then, ah, uh, so it's weird how they reveal that Erica is trans. Um, in one ending, it actually comes up. Um. In, in Catherine, with a K's, true ending, it comes up that Erica was born as Eric. Um, and everyone, and, and like, for most people, this apparently is incredibly funny. Um, except for the character who has been in a relationship with Erica who's very upset. Um, but that's funny too. That's great. Um, and mostly, it's just like the thing is, is just how consistently, like, 
I don't think at any point except for that moment the game is like super gross to her. It's just how consistently when you look back on it most of the interactions with Erica are someone being shitty about her being trans. It's a bunch of like like she mentions that she would really like to to get into women's wrestling because she's been watching some wrestling lately and someone's like, oh, you can't do that though because, you know, she's trans so the the implication is probably she wouldn't be allowed on a wrestling team. And there's a moment where she's talking to Vincent, the main character, about learning how a girl's heart works because he's a piece of shit who's fucking up his relationships. And he's like, why, like, why would you know? It's like, oh, fuck you then. It's And like even beyond the characters, you can't just make it like, oh, the characters are scumbags. The game itself kind of renders judgment on her in a real shitty way because the whole plot of the game is that men who are being unfaithful are being subjected to this like certain nightmare as punishment for their unfaithfulness, and it's only men, and Erica's in the nightmares as well. Yep, and I just looked up a screenshot for the true ending, and the way that the joke of ha-ha, you slept with the trans woman is presented this way. Sorry, but once that hole is punched, there's no refund. Which is incredibly gross like what the fuck it's i mean to be fair even like that's that's a tasteless joke whether you're whether you're trans or cis yeah Uh, that's not a good way to talk about virginity that's gross um yeah it's just like they just so consistently treat her like shit um even in the credits of the actual game she's listed in the cast as eric uh uh-huh which is Several levels of bullshit. Imagine having a character that's trans and you hate them so much that in the credits for your own game you dead name them. And it's one of those things where, like, so... This is all set off by Catherine Fullbody. We are now over our usual half-hour limit, but that's fine. Um, we won't go too far. Um, this is all set off by... Catherine Fullbody, the PS4 uh, remaster update of Catherine. Um, and when it was initially, like, when I initially saw the headlines that that was going to happen, I was like, it'll never happen, but maybe they'll, maybe they'll rewrite some stuff with Erica and actually treat her with respect. And that would be really nice, because there's a lot about Catherine that I like. Jen doesn't. And I appreciate that, and I certainly think most of her, of Jen's criticism is completely valid. That there's some, yeah, there's some stuff. But I I like a lot of what that game does. Um, and then they revealed that like there's going to be a new route through the game with a new love interest, and it's this girl Rin, and all the imagery and language around her is really obviously hinting at the fact that she's a trans woman and that that's a really horrifying thing and we should all be appalled. Yeah, even the website and various things like that. All the other characters within the game, all their promotional material is mostly around things like staring at their breasts or butt or something like that, but Every single promotional image is treating the crotch area of this new character, Rin, like it's some sort of mystery to untangle, or something that's lurking. And 
basically to myself and most most other trans women, I think it's fair to say that most of us see that as inherently signaling, okay, we're going to have a, a very trans panic route here. And, like, I, I want that not to be the case, right? Yeah, no one wants them uh, to yeah. mess this up. It's just one of those situations where you kind of feel like you see the writing on the wall and... yeah. It's really upsetting. It's you can't like there's there's a point past optimism where you're being a moron if you're going to ignore all the signs that they're putting out and also their history, right? Like we talked about two characters from from that creative director and his team. We talked about Naoto, we talked about Erica from the same fucking game. And it's just like Yeah, I hmm. I don't know that I'm going to say anything I haven't said already. Just if, if this is where we're at, at an industry where this is like games are going to put in characters like this and treat them like this and like that's going to be okay. That's just, that's just fucking unacceptable. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. And you hope people will learn from all of this, but we in order for them to learn in order for this to get better we need to hold them accountable we need we need to talk about these things and let them know that they really need to start treating us like humans mhm i don't know do you have anything else no i think we're i think we're we should call this one a wrap okay um so thanks so much for uh, for listening, everybody. Um, we have more stuff that we do at uh, at our website, uh, scanlandmedia.com. You can find other podcasts and articles there. Uh, if you want to follow our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash scanlandmedia. You can chip in there and get access to Oops All Anime, which is an anime podcast we do uh, weekly. Uh, this week's episode is a little late because of holidays and stuff, but it will still come out on time and we'll get, well, not on time, but it'll come out late and then we'll get back on schedule for next week. Sorry. Um, yeah, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, Jen is at JBU3. I am, I am at 6264. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. I'll see you around. See ya.